May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. In our lessons on the post-Easter time, you may note that we don't have a lesson from the Old Testament or the Hebrew Scriptures, that we have two lessons from the New Testament and that, uh, then our Gospel. Do you remember the first lesson from this morning? It was very short, right, Allison? It's a very short, it's only four verses. And if you take a look at it, I think you'll be wondering a little bit about what's going on here. It's kind of like, well, when I was a kid, I used to like to go to the movies. And, uh, and every Saturday afternoon, if I got the, the money and the time, I got to go to the double feature. Some of you remember what a double feature is. <laughs> and... Uh, and often I would get there um, near the end of the first movie. And you know, there's nothing worse than arriving near the end of the movie. Because you don't know what's gone on before. So if you look at this piece of scripture this morning from the Acts of the Apostles, like we've arrived late at the movie, then you'll know that we have to understand a little bit more about it in order to grasp what is going on here. And in fact, if you were to look at the 10th chapter in the book of Acts, you would know a whole lot more about what's going on here. It seems that in the Acts of the Apostles, we have the story of the post-resurrection time and the early beginnings of the church and how the invigorated church, the apostles, who were transformed by the gift of the Spirit in the risen Lord, all of a sudden went out and were doing things beyond what they had ever done before. And in the 10th chapter, we find ourselves with the Apostle Simon Peter. Well, Simon Peter has taken a journey to uh, the town of Joppa. Now, if you know anything about Israel at all, if you've ever heard of Tel Aviv, which is on the on the Mediterranean coast, if you drop down just a few miles below Tel Aviv, you will find the old town of Jaffa, or what was known as Joppa. And above Tel Aviv, again on the coast, is another town called Caesarea. Now, you may have heard in the scriptures of Caesarea and Caesarea Philippi. They're two very different places, and this is a town of Caesarea, and it is a Roman stronghold. And in that town, there is a Roman centurion, a man of high rank and stature, and his name is Cornelius. And it seems that in Cornelius's time in being in Israel, he has this incredible movement of his heart to become very religious, and he prays often during the day. And on this one particular day, as he is praying, there appears before him this man in dazzling white who says to him, Cornelius, 
Your prayers have been heard. They are before God. And I am asking you to send someone to the town of Joppa to find a man named Simon Peter and bring him here. So the man disappears. Cornelius, one to always follow orders, and when one is presented with that kind of an authority figure, one moves quickly, says, go find this man. His name is Simon Peter. He's in the town of Joppa. You will know him. And he also had a little bit more information uh, from that in order to find him. So our scene is there at the beginning in Caesarea. Now we cut to the town of Joppa. And there is Simon Peter. He is in the house of a friend. And um, he is on the roof of the house, out in the sun. It's probably close to noonday, so the heat has started to come up, and he's starting to feel a bit hungry. And so he asks for food. And in the midst of all of this, the, the writer of Acts tells us that Simon has this vision. And it's like this huge sheet drops down, and in the middle of this sheet are all of these foods. Now, obviously, the man is very hungry. But when he looks at the foods, he hears a voice saying, take this and eat it. And it's all food that is forbidden for any good Jew to eat. It's pork, it's shellfish, it's everything that no good Jew would eat. And he said, I will not eat it because I am forbidden to eat it. And the voice tells him that he must eat it because what God has made clean, you must not call profane. And it happens three times. Remember, Simon Peter's a three-time guy. <laughs> Takes him a bit. And, all, and he does. And while he's greatly puzzled about this, he, the folks from Cornelius come to see him and they say, we have been sent by our master Cornelius to bring you up to Caesarea. Well, Peter reacts in a very hospitable way, he invites them in. Now remember, these are Gentiles. He's already been thrown by the food thing and now he has to be hospitable. So he invites them in and they stay the night and the next day they make their journey to Caesarea. When Peter arrives, Cornelius comes out to greet him, falls on his knees and starts to worship him. Peter says, wait a second, no, no. I'm only the representative, I am not the one. So he gets up, he goes into the house and he begins to recount to Cornelius the wonderful things that have happened to him and Cornelius tells what has happened to him. And then Peter speaks to the whole house gathered there because Cornelius has gathered all of his family and friends, the servants, and he says to them, Peter says to them, what we hear actually on Easter, a reading from Easter, that Jesus, that after the baptism of John, Jesus of Nazareth, anointed with the Holy Spirit, went about doing good, it tells the story of him, how he was put to death, and how he rose and appeared to them again. And then our reading picks up. The reading says, 
while Peter was still speaking. Can you imagine that? It would be like me today in the middle of the homily while I'm still speaking. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes in and takes over. So while he was still speaking, Peter was interrupted by the power of the Holy Spirit that fell upon everyone who heard the word. So people are praising God. They are, they are in some translations, says they're speaking in tongues. I mean, Peter is just befuddled by all of this. He's already had some rough experience with the Spirit, trying to pay attention to what's going on. And here he is now, seeing the Spirit already upon these people. It's just not good Episcopal order. <laughs> you see, what we're shown in this scripture is that the Holy Spirit has a way of acting and being that gets way out ahead of us. Way out ahead of us. And so much so that Peter says at the end of these four verses, well, we better baptize these people because they're already filled with the Spirit. No pre-baptismal class. No questions. Can you tell me how many persons there are in the Trinity? No requirements. It's just that Peter sees that they are so filled with the Spirit, the only thing to do is to baptize them. If you remember the story from last week, there was a eunuch met by Philip who was also baptized. What the Holy Spirit is showing in these stories and acts that come pretty much one after another is that the Holy Spirit is way ahead of us. Way ahead of us. It's a reminder to us that when we get stuck in that this is the way we've always done it mode, the Holy Spirit may be out there ahead of us. And it's a reminder for us to pay attention to where the Spirit is leading us in this day and in this age. This is a congregation that practices open communion. You say all are welcome. You see, in good and decent order, in the Episcopal way, we wouldn't say that. But what has been happening and moving through the church is that the church has been reawakened to the power of the Holy Spirit, alive and living and drawing us into new and wonderful places and remembering and reminding us that it's not always the way it's always been done. This morning we're going to baptize Maya into the church. But you know what? The Holy Spirit has probably already been at work in her. What we are going to do this morning is to affirm the presence of the Spirit in her life, and we are also going to do something else. 
We are going to assure her that in this baptism, she is now linked so much to the risen Lord that she too will know the power and joy of eternal life. Yikes! That's crazy. That's wild. It's wonderful.